0: What's up everybody, once again, Happy Harry hard on Substack aka Ray Ramos. Well, thank everyone that has subscribed to the Substack. I know the content seems a little bit sporadic, but I'm trying to nail down a schedule so that I can continue making cool stuff like for you to listen to and stuff, that makes sense. <laughs> Sitting in my most favorite recording studio ever, of course, the vehicle, the car, so you might hear some background noise. Apparently it's 113 degrees right now, looking at the, the temperature on uh, on the vehicle itself. It, it tells us the temperature outside, but I think that's the temperature on the hood of the vehicle, which is still freaking, like you could fry an egg. You could possibly fry an egg on this on this uh, vehicle hood. Of course, summer always uh, brings to mind a lot of old stories, a lot of old experiences that I, that I witnessed growing up. Last time we were here, we were talking about uh, my experience with La Llorona. Um, he did a two-parter on that. If you haven't caught it, you know you can go back and, and listen to that. And I did make mention that there was a lot of fallout uh, because of my experience. There was a lot of residual, uh, I guess, negative energy that accompanied that experience. Afterwards, a lot of things started happening in and around my home. So I wanted to talk about that today a little bit you know, like a short little substack on some of the fallout uh, from the witnessing of or being in the presence of what I believe was La Llorona. I mean, things didn't go from zero to 60 like right away. It was very slow and um, steady, I guess you could say. At first, I didn't notice everything that was happening around me, of course. I was growing up and I was not very, I guess, in tune with uh, that type of uh, occurrence in my life, of uh, the supernatural, the occult, all those things seemed to happen to other people, things that were interesting to watch on TV or stories that we had heard. I was uh, really into coast-to-coast AM back in the day with Art Bell, and uh, that really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff, but it wasn't until a few years after the La Llorona incident that I really started getting caught up in everything. Like I said, everything was a slow burn at first. And to describe it as, you know, paranormal activity or anything like that, I don't think that gives it the weight that it deserves because it wasn't ghosts per se. It was more just manifestations of energy, negative energy. Like I said, the fallout from the Llorona experience uh, started permeating throughout my life and that of my family. And it seemed that um, everyone was affected by it whether they were present in it or not. A lot of this had to do with my mother, and uh, my mother was a person that was very difficult to love. I know I've talked about it before somewhere where it's always that, that uh, it's like you know beating your head against a wall when it came uh, to get affection from, uh, from my mother. In the truest sense of the word, she believed that uh, children should be seen and not heard, ever. But I always felt that she had some sort of issues. And, um, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I can't go ahead and decipher everything that was going on in her mind. But I know that she had issues with abandonment. She had issues um, with uh, confidence and security. And she always had to be um, reassured that everything was okay. My dad always had to reassure her that everything was okay. But everything always seemed to get to her especially when it was certain things that she could not control I have a very strong feeling that my mother practiced some sort of witchcraft all because she felt uh, that uh, she would be abandoned by my father and she didn't want to be caught unawares of, uh, of that happening she wanted to know exactly where he was at all times he wanted she wanted to know everything that he did and uh, it uh, started to manifest itself as an obsession in a way. So what better time for all this energy, you know, negative energy, to gather and be drawn into my family unit. It was just us three living at home, it was my, me, my dad and my mom, and my brother and sister had moved out a very long time ago, so in, in essence, even though I had siblings, I always felt like I grew up an only child, I really didn't have friends, you know, all that other good stuff, woe is me, you know, stuff growing up, the whole Gen X thing. Manifestations at first started with, uh, with sound. Of course, I would hear things in, uh, in the house. I would uh, hear my name being called, or I would hear voices outside and inside the house. I always thought we had an attic, but we never did. And I would hear voices in the crawl space between the roof and the ceiling. The voices then developed into this uneasy feeling around the house. It always seemed like it was dimly lit in the corners of my home. There wasn't any, uh, it seemed like there was no joy in the house. Everything was oppressive, depressive, and um, it just it just seemed that way. My friends would not like to come over to my home. They said that there was always this feeling of, uh, of sadness. It didn't help that to my dad. My would chase them off because he didn't like people coming over to the house, but um, I would try and spend as little time as possible in my home growing up. I would go to friends' houses, I would go walking, I would just disappear until I would have to come back home and eventually, you know, go to sleep or, you know, stay there. But things really started coming to a head when I started noticing shadows. I started noticing things that uh, were there but not there. And it always moved around these, these um, I don't know what you want to call them, entities, I guess, energy, energy signals or something would move around the house in, different patterns in different ways and you would think that there would be shadows but no, nothing was ever there. There was always a uh, very aggressive energy in the home. My parents would argue a lot and it would turn um, physical sometimes violent sometimes things were thrown. now I'll say this much my dad never laid a finger on my mother but uh, you know he would throw stuff around the house he'd break stuff and uh, my mother was just a champion screamer champion yeller. I guess so. These energy signals, these energy manifestations, uh, would uh, would go around the house, and you would see these shadow-like beings. My dad would call them "bulto negros." "Bulto negros," roughly translated, means "shadow people" or "shadow person." Um, it, it means that there's something there, but you can't see it. It was it was pitch black, but not transparent. It was it was dark. It was black, and it seemed like it swallowed all the light around it. These shadow people would follow my parents around the house. They would appear uh, you know, out of nowhere. Um, they had they had a fondness of uh, standing in the corners of the house. And this was when I was roughly about 16, 17, around there, that it started really um, getting bad. And uh, I would try my hardest to get out of that house. I did not want to be there. And it didn't help that my parents would argue constantly with each other. And they would draw this energy to, uh, to the home, to the home. I remember having the priest coming over, they would bless the house. Growing up, I would say the priest came over to bless the house at least on six separate occasions. You'd think that by the second time, um, there was an issue, right? But no, the priest would uh, show up, bless the house, uh, say their thank yous, and everything would kind of chill out for a little while, maybe like a month. Everything would, uh, you know, I I guess you would say return to normal. The screaming matches, the fights would uh, diminish, but after a month, everything would start uh, gaining speed again. Everything would start showing up again, and those black shadows would start coming around again. I would hear chains being dragged outside my house, outside my window. I would hear uh, people outside talking when there was nobody there in the dead of night, you know, two or three in the morning. I would go outside around that time and look around, and I swear I would see shadows walking around the house, just circling the house. Sometimes you would see them go over the wall to the neighbor's home, and I swear it looked like, uh, like Venom, like the symbiote. If you guys have ever watched the movie or read the comics, you know that the symbiote is attached to Eddie Brock and it moves off of him, it slides off of him and tries to attach itself to other people or, you know, it travels on its own. The, the shadow people seem to congregate in the backyard And if uh, you looked outside at a certain time of night through the back uh, window in uh, my parents room you would see them swarming and literally I could say like sharks swarm uh, in the ocean these shadows would swarm around the yard they'd be walking around and I saw sometimes you could see them off the ground just I don't want to say flying but levitating off the ground swarming and uh, building some sort of energy, I guess. I guess that's the best way to describe it. The house always felt heavy, always felt heavy. Uh, It always felt like there was something just hanging over it, this black shadow, this black cloud of, of some sort of dismal energy. And these things, these shadow people were the manifestation of that negative energy. And for a very long time, I did not understand what I was witnessing. I thought my house was haunted. When in fact, it was not the house that was haunted. It was my parents drawing all this negative energy. And me myself as well, growing up, being a teenager, being rebellious, drawing in all this negative energy, we had created a vortex. We had created something that drew negative energy to that spot, to that home. As I got closer to graduation, that's when things started really intensifying. And I think that's when my mother started um, getting really, really into whatever type of witchcraft she was into, be it Wicca, be it Santeria, whatever it was. And that's when things started really um, coming to a head, so to speak. And I mentioned this because it really got bad. It really got intense. Um, fights between my parents. The negative energy just seemed to be, like, staying at the house. It permeated every inch of that house, every corner of that house. And it came back to that whole, you know, my mother having issues with abandonment and things of that nature. And um, this one day, really quickly, you know, well, not really quickly, but this is the the story that I want to leave you guys with. So one day, I decided, uh, or not me, my mother um, told me that there was something in the backyard she told me, go look in the backyard, there's something there, I need you to get rid of it. Okay, so there I go. I go to the backyard. I go to the backyard and in the corner there is a blue bag. I remember it because uh, back then that's, uh, Walmart had blue bags. And there was a Walmart bag and it was a blue bag. And inside the bag there was a black shape. And I went and I picked up a stick and I moved the bag because I could smell it could smell the bag i could smell that there was the black shape was ah, something that was alive at one point in time i just didn't know what it was and as i removed the the covering or like pushed the bag open i saw what it was it was a raven it was a huge raven that had a red ribbon tied around its neck but it was tight the ribbon was tightly wound around its neck where you could tell that this animal had been strangled. It had died of strangulation. Its tongue was hanging out. Its little eyes were just black circles that were open, staring into nothingness. Um, But it looked very, very fresh, even though it was still, it stunk of death. It wasn't rotting, but it smelled. It smelled of death. I freaked out. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't know what the hell this was all about. I just knew that my mother told me, to, uh, to go into the backyard and get it. And I was like, get it? What do you? T-? I went back inside and I told her, what do you want me to do with this thing? You want me to throw it away? She gave me very specific instructions as to what to do. She said, I need you to take whatever is in that bag. I don't want to look at it. Take it to the nearest place that there's running water, be it an irrigation canal, be it the river. And during back in that time, you could still have access to the Rio Grande Um through certain like, gateways and stuff like that. So, I mean, you could still get into the river. You it would probably be on foot, but you could get into the river um, or have access to the river. And she said, You need to burn it in a can and burn it till it's gone, till there's nothing but ashes left. And then throw those ashes into the running water, the river, irrigation canal, anywhere there is running water. She was very specific and she told me, You need to do this and you need to do it quickly without any questions, just do it. But what was, what was I to do? I was a punk kid, you know, 17-year-old punk kid. What did I know? I could drive the car. I knew that much. So I took an opportunity and, um, you know, she lent me the car. So I went and found my nearest dumpster, threw that thing into the dumpster and then spent the rest of the afternoon just driving around goofing off, you know. And I would come to regret that decision because things just started getting out of hand after that. So much was going on inside that house. There was so much negative energy, and it wasn't the the fact that uh, you know the shadow people continued or anything like that. It was just this oppression. This this it seemed like a heaviness had infiltrated the whole house, and you could not escape it. Other than not being there, you could not escape it, and it just lagged. You know, it, it, it just dragged you down it just made you feel like there was nothing worth living for honestly it was dismal if there's a word for it it was very dismal the shadow people would continue walking around uh, there was one time uh, that there was a white shadow persons type deal and uh, I remember very very specifically my mother yelling at it because it would stand in the corners of the house of the, of the rooms And uh, it would just walk around. And imagine, like, a negative person. Imagine, like, when you look at a blackboard, the outline of uh, the person that's sitting in front of it, that type of, uh, I guess, white shadow person type deal. Um, And it would walk around the house. And I remember it standing in in the corners of the room. One night, my mom finally got pissed off and got tired of it and started yelling at it at the top of her lungs, as a matter of fact. And she was praying over it which kind of defeated the purpose of the whole witchcraft thing. But hey, that's just, you know, that's just my observation. Um, But she started yelling it and telling it, if you are good, then stay. If you are evil, then leave. Get out of my house. And she was yelling this at the top of her lungs. And it wasn't just a one-time thing. She repeated it at this thing. She kept repeating it at this thing. And I walked into the room and I saw it in the corner and I was like, what in the hell? And um, she just was yelling at it and it seemed very surreal to me and it's weird because the thing i don't want to say it evaporated but it became there was wood paneling all throughout my house and it seemed like it became this really weird shape in the paneling it seemed like it just kind of was absorbed by the images or not images but by the shapes that the paneling had in it already and it was like a bright spot in the paneling and uh, over the years, you know, I would always notice that, that spot in the paneling after this incident happened. Because the thing disappeared. Like, you couldn't see it anymore walking around the house. And it kind of, like, was absorbed into the paneling. But you could see some sort of... I don't want to know if it was a silhouette. I don't want to say it was a silhouette. But a shape that resembled what it looked like when it was walking around the house. But back to the to the raven that I you know, dumped in the dumpster, I think that that had something to do with my mom practicing whatever she was practicing. I think someone or something was retaliating against her in whatever she was doing. Um, and, you know, honestly, it gave me like this sense of, how can I say it, curiosity it gave me this sense of, of wonderment like wanting to know more and that's when i really started getting into this stuff and started researching on my own trying to find out answers for what i was witnessing or for what i was experiencing and um you know just another reason to not be at home you know go to the library or get out or go to a bookstore not have to deal with the oppression that was inside the house and that with the heaviness and i guess it was my my beginnings my love affair with the occult and supernatural and paranormal that this gave birth to. So it did do some good, I guess you could say. But honestly, there's still so many questions that remain. Like, what exactly were my parents into? What did I witness? Well, I don't want to say my parents. What exactly was my mom into? What did I witness when I was at my sister's house, when I saw La Llorona? What were these manifestations around my home, other than it being negative energy? Because it was very direct and it was very... It was aimed towards the family, um, and that's something that has bothered me and haunted me to, to say, uh, the least, over the last few years or the last uh, decade. Because I have really thought about all of this. When my father passed, there was so much bad blood between my mother and I, so much negative energy in the entire family that um, it was uh, it was uh, all consuming. I had to escape the house. I had to leave. There was no way I could be there. Or no way I could go around the house, rather. Because you could feel it. As soon as you walked into the home, you could feel all of this negative energy. And I do have my theories. And I will share them with you. um, But that will have to wait because we've already gone quite a bit on this. I know these things kind of run into the 18 to 20 minute marks. But at the same time, I don't want to bore you to death. So I want to thank all of you once again for stopping by and listening to my rants and raves and whatever you want to call it, my remembrances of odd occurrences and the occult and paranormal life that I've led, I guess you could say. Um, But thank you. And of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to Substack. Without you, you know, these won't get made. And I do appreciate my listening audience that enjoys these so thank you and look for me on all other social media especially tiktok i'm starting to do those tiktoks again where i explore like paranormal cryptids and stuff like that so check me out there the cryptonodes on tiktok and all over social media thank you so much this is mr happy harry hard-on aka ray ramos saying stay hard talk hard and mech celsius